From Los Angeles, California, this is Burncast and I'm the bomb. Tuesday and welcome to Burncast. In today's episode, we enjoy one of my favorite foods of all time, pie. But first, the Burncast Community Bulletin Board. A few weeks ago, I asked people to call in to leave voice messages for Hollis Hawthorne, the burner woman who is laying in a coma in San Francisco as a result of a motorcycle accident she suffered in India earlier this year. Although she's still in a coma, she listens to her iPod in her hospital room almost every day, so I thought it would be nice for her to hear some messages from people in the community. So here we go with messages for Hollis. Hey Hollis, this is Noodle. I met you a long time ago at Claire's house. I'm a good friend of and I wanted to let you know that I was, number one, mortified to hear about your accident. And I've been praying for you ever since. You're a strong girl, Hollis. I know you will pull through. I know that everybody is thinking about you and caring about you and sending love out to you. And I'm really glad for this message line so that I could tell you that I'm pulling for you and that I'm praying for you. Come back to us. Come see us on the playa. I miss you. I'll pray for you. Get better. Soon. Bye. Hollis. This is messages for Hollis. This is Commander Dazzle. I... I'm thinking about you and praying about you and praying for you and I really wish that you would wake up because I really want to catch up and I hope that you're in dreamland and that you're getting a lot of good messages for all of us. Hi, Alice. This is Sand. S-A-N-D. Like the sand on a beach, the ocean, the waves, the sun. <laughs> I love living here in California like you. We've never met, but I look forward to meeting you. I'm a burner just like you. Burning Man, Black Rock City, Center Chance, The Temple, CMIR Radio, and of course, Burncast. <laughs> Remember that? And the dust storms. Man, they're intense. You know what I do in the dust storms? I make bacon in my tent. Lots and lots of bacon. <laughs> I'm getting homesick for the plot here. Well, Darren, can't wait to meet you and give you a big hug. I'm thinking about you every day. Love you. That was a series of messages for Hollis Hawthorne, who lays in a coma in a hospital in San Francisco. If you would like to leave a message for her to be used in the next episode of Burncast, please call the Burncast hotline at 775 363 5861. That's 775 363 5861.
Okay, that's it for the Burncast Community Bulletin Board. Let's move on with today's episode of Burncast. Here, I meet up on Friday morning, 2007, with three people huddled around a small red radio flyer wagon in the middle of the back streets of the south side of Black Rock City, where a guy named Tumbleweed is serving up a hobo pie. After fixing me a pie of my own, I sit down to have a chat with him. Here we go. I'm sitting here, it's a Friday? Yeah, Friday morning at 8.20 in the morning in front of Tumbleweed's chuck wagon. And uh, Tumbleweed, tell me a little bit about what you're doing here. Well, I've got myself a chuck wagon. It's made from a radio flyer stainless steel frame that carries two essential items. The first one is charcoal that I bought at, at the store before I came up here to Black Rock City. And I also have a basket full of my main ingredients for making hobo pies. In the evenings, I serve pizza toppings, but uh, all my pizzas nowadays come with pickles. You can't get a pizza without pickles nowadays, so... Unless you are really, really don't like pickles, or if you're allergic to them, most of the time you're going to get pickles. I'm going to really push the pickles on you. You're being a pickle nosy? Well, I do really uh, like to, uh, I like to hype them up. Why? Because they're delicious, and nobody ever eats hot pickles. And people all love pickles most of the time in their sandwiches, and they never really took the time. Uh, maybe they just never uh, thought that it was good if they were hot. But we've tried them out, and they're a big success. Every time anybody eats a pickled hobo pie, they with pizza toppings, they love it. It's all about the pickle appreciation. It's about that, but it's also just about uh, getting, just sharing, and just bringing something to Black Rock City that I can offer. Okay, well I'm eating a a hobo pie right now. Would you describe what you just made for me? Sure, I made you a breakfast hobo. That consists of a, a scrambled egg, salsa that I bought uh, in a bulk size and also some cheese and uh, in a little bit of uh, Cajun seasoning. It's absolutely delicious and I love the crisp um, edges. I'm like kind of eating my way around it but it's so delicious. Thanks. Okay so what inspires you to make hobo pies? My father. Yeah back uh, when I was in seventh grade I remember the first time I ever had a hobo pie experience. I know I've had hobo pies before that, but this is actually the first time I really remember enjoying a hobo pie. And that was uh, in my hometown, a small town in Meadville, Pennsylvania. I uh, was watching the, the Halloween parade, and my dad had brought out a small hibachi grill, and he started cooking hobos out of the, the hibachi grill, and he served them to myself and two other of my friends that were also my classmates and uh, we sat there and watched a parade go by and ate hobo pies in that cold October day and they just tasted so delicious and made us feel so good and uh, so like we my friends never forgot about it either I remember they came up to me in school later on and they're like 
Hey Adam, you remember that time your dad cooked us hobo pies at the Halloween parade? And I was like, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Why do you think y'all remember that? Is it Was it the food? Was it the parade? Or what do you think makes that memory stick? Well, I think it's just about the, the moment. Everything has just like, and it was timing. It's just like, we, we were so hungry. You know, we wanted something warm so bad because it was cold and, and you know, we, we were watching the parade. We, we were loving the parade, but like, just when you think it couldn't get any better, bam, hobo pies. Will you tell us some stories about the, some of the hobo pies experiences you've shared with people? Sure. I, I've had a time where I uh, was out camping with a friend. We Hobo pies are great around a campfire. My friend, he ate about seven hobo pies in one day. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was impressive. He put a lot of pepperoni on those, too. Pickles? Uh, no, we weren't into pickles at that time. We, those, that's, pickles are new school. You'll probably be seeing them, like, in, in uh, the local, you know, the, the chain food stores shortly. A lot of things start here in Burning Man. You may see things that start here, and they hit mainstream, like, a few years later. So, uh... Uh, I know I know a few things that are already starting to rise. Like what? For one thing, uh, Herba Mate is a, it's a big hit here in Black Rock City, and uh, it's starting to to rise in the mainstream as well outside of Black Rock, and people are starting to drink more and more mate. Uh, and just recently, another item I've seen uh, very popular here in Black Rock City. It's called Acai. It's a Brazilian. Uh, fruit drink, supposedly high in vitamin C. However, I have I have a opinion on acai. What's your opinion? Well, my opinion on acai <laughs> is that the acai that they have here, I don't know how they got it, but they brought small containers of acai. They're kind of like boxed drinks with like a little aluminum, aluminum like lip that you got to peel back and you drink like a half a squirt of acai. It's like Absolutely nothing. We're out here in the middle of the Black Rock Desert where you're sweating like a half a gallon a day when the sun's out. And you think a small like half a squirt of acai, I think it's about like four cups of acai is, is not going to replenish your your need for, for water. And uh, another thing is that those containers are really wasteful. Another thing also is that it's not very close to the acai that they really use in Brazil. I myself, I've been to Brazil and I've had acai in Brazil and it's completely different than the acai that they they somehow have arrived here in Black Rock City mysteriously. And now people are excited about that. The the younger, the, the hip kids in Black Rock City are, are hyping it up. and. Uh, there's really not much to be excited about because it's not the acai that they really do eat and drink. Well, it's more of a of a snack in Brazil, served with bananas and granola. Where here, it's just a, a thick juice. How many years have you been coming to Burning Man? This is my first year. Oh, this is your first year? Wow. wow. Um, oh, wow. But you've been doing uh, hobo pies at other places then? I've been doing hobo pies ever since seventh grade, ever since my dad gave me those hobo pies on Chestnut Street. Wow, okay. So what attracted you to Burning Man? 
I can't explain that, really. I just knew I'd fit in here. How long have you been here now? I don't know. Two days, three days, four days? Today's Friday. Today's Friday? I got here on Tuesday. You came in with some idea of what it would be like. Now you're here, you've been here for a few days. Has your experience matched your expectations? Well, it exceeded my expectations, most definitely. My expectations, I really didn't have any, so there really wasn't anything to meet. So I just, uh, I was just really excited driving here. You know, just coming down this stretch of road, like into this, this incredible landscape was overwhelming and it was hard to sit still in the car. (laughs) And so then now I'm here and I've, I've been enjoying every moment to the max because it's only a week long and and I just want to make sure I do as as much as I can to to get as much as I want out of this and and I've I've gotten a lot of things out of it already even though it's only been four days. What do you think is the most memorable thing you'll take away with you? Well it's not even over yet but like one of the things was that just happened to me like like four, no, a few hours ago, just this evening, this past evening, I was in the the main center. I don't know what that's called. The oh, the center camp? Center camp, and I was in there, and there was some people doing acro yoga. Oh, yeah, okay. And I was standing there watching them. I was, like, right up there. I was just like, that's cool, you know, and I was, I was just showing interest. That's all I did. I didn't even say anything. Maybe I said it to one person I was like wow you're really flexible and they just knew I was interested and they asked me if I wanted to try and I said yes so the next thing I knew I was sitting in a lotus position on this kid's feet I was just like flying (laughs) how fun it was uh, a, a moment that really it was just uh, an opened a door, you know, and the door's got a big space. <laughs> so I see now that I can go through that door. Somebody here, you know, showed it to me, and I can see what lies behind that door. If I want to, it's up to me now. Thank you very much. That was Tumbleweed serving up fresh hobo pies at Burning Man 2007. As I enjoy a second pie from Tumbleweed, I turn to my right and have a conversation with Aaron. Here we go. Hi, my name is Aaron Rolfe. I have been coming to the playa for about 10 years, since 1998. I remember when the man just stood on top of hay bales. But this one year, It was 2001. The playa was really silty and it was really hard to ride your bike that year. But there were these guys from Oregon who had a camp and they were doing a wrestling contest with just chicks (laughs) in fruit cocktail and they were giving away bongs. 
These guys had like Jerome Baker bongs with them. <laughs> and like I was one of the first rounds and I lost. And they're like, well, if you go again, like, you know, maybe you could win again. Because they didn't have, they had like 40 bongs to give away. <laughs> and I think they ran out of like people to actually wrestle. So I went a second time because I lost the first one. And I lost the second one too. This girl was way harder than the first one. <laughs> How did it feel to lose? <laughs> it sucked. I like trampled away and like was like, oh, because they had a little mini shower to get all the fruit cocktail off of you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I lost. And I even, it was like dirtier because there had already been so many people wrestling in it. <laughs> so I came back in and sat with my friends and they're like, we're gonna give you a bong anyways! <laughs> so there was like four girls from our camp that got bongs that year. And that was when I was a stoner too, so it was great. <laughs> You're no longer a stoner? I actually quit last year. Yeah, 12 years I smoked like day in, day out. So I actually smoked this morning for like one of the first times in a long time. It's like, Oh. Do you miss it? it? Sometimes. I missed it at first, but I got used to it. Like, I don't know. Like, I just was done. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I think it's time. So it wasn't like a philosophical thing, like poisoning the body or mm-hmm. poisoning my lungs? Or- Maybe to a certain extent. I feel that I have uh, abused my body, especially in the lungs. Like, definitely there was something in there saying, you need to stop. Good. Cool. All right, um, you've been coming for 10 years, and so have I. How, what kind of changes have you seen in the past 10 years? Oh, well, it was way more like pagan, gothic, dark, tribal. I remember the opera, and we I actually showed up with Moon Tribe, which is a, an electronic moon like sound system camp. I could tell when they, because after they did the opera, they were like, all right, and Moon Tribe's got their sound system over there. It was like kind of a new thing, like, you know, just the way... And there were a lot of people that were like, no, you know? And I know there's this whole thing about the old people that really used to come. There used to be no streets. Supposedly people had guns out here. Like the few years before I first started going. And like the stories from that time are like crazy, you know? Just free for all, crazy. Definitely more neon lights, the whole neon like light up thing. I don't really like to wear neon lights the moon's bright enough like I feel fine seeing or being seen but some years when I don't wear lights it's harder when the moon's not out because you feel like you might get run over by somebody <laughs> 10 years 10 themes what's your favorite one? Oh, I think that I really liked the sea theme that year just because the art cars like everything was so in sync And I don't remember if that was 2005, but I think 2005 and 2002 were some of my favorite years. But I mean, every year is great. Any advice to the Virgin Burner? I mean, I believe that Burning Man is a unique experience for each individual and that there's no, like, set way to do anything. You know, it's like you come out here and you experience what is right for you. What's supposed to happen for you is what's going to happen for you. So even if you came out here and do nothing, that's what you... I mean, what you give is what you get, you know? And my role out here, I like to really be the appreciator. I really like to appreciate, like, the ties and the facets and the welding marks and the the shapes and the fabric and everything people put into their work, you know? It's like, oh, that's so amazing. I like to sew, too. Sewing's fun. Yeah. 
Any advice for the jaded veteran burner? I mean, there's mini burns now. It's like, I mean, there's definitely the whole West Coast has been, parties have been influenced by the Burning Man style and community. So those... Hey. Right you that. knew. Um, <laughs> no, I did not. I was just waiting. But I think that there's a lot of smaller festivals that are really awesome now too. It's like three-day campouts in the forest with rivers and lakes, and I miss that because I feel like it's more prominent on the West Coast than where I live in Boston. Where I mean, I grew up on the West Coast. I'm a West Coast girl through and through, and I um, really do think that I'm missing out on some very special festivals and I like Burning Man it's a lot of work it's a lot of effort and it's challenging but it's the one time that I do run into all the people that I like that I know and get to at least see them you know is that what brings you back yeah definitely seeing my friends but I feel like it's hard, too, because people, people change. Like, here we are. We're, like, 27. We've been coming since we were 18. Like, life takes, you know, it's like... I, and I often do search, like, what is it about here that is really going to be meaningful enough for me to keep coming back to? You know? Am I just out here to party? Or am I out here to really, like, ex you know, have, like, a spiritual vision quest of sorts? You know? Does it change or is it constant? Do you know why you come every year? I think that it's, I mean, everything changes and it does change, yeah, for sure, of course. Every year is different. So why did you come this year? Because I come every year. It's like, what else am I going to do? I've been coming here for so long, like, it just seems like it's part of my life. My boyfriend's not too happy about it, though. <laughs> why not? Um, he's just, uh, he's from the East Coast. He's pretty, like, mainstream, normal guy. He likes his red socks and his sports. I like sports, too. Does he worry that what might happen out here with without him around? He worries not about me, like, with anything being, as far as being committed to him, but he just worries because he doesn't understand it. He's, like, he doesn't, he's never been a part of any kind of, like, a dance scene or, like, an, a camping, like, you know, gathering type of an event scene and he just doesn't quite understand it he you know wait do you just camp you're it's dirty they're like what do people do out there and so <laughs> do you think he'll ever come maybe if i had enough money to get an rv and you know really you know go in style maybe yeah Okay, anything else before we wrap this up? No, I'm good. I felt like, I mean, I could always think of something if I, but I felt like the bong story was a good story. <laughs> that one just popped out too. And I was like, oh yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh -huh. That was Aaron at the Tumbleweeds Chuckwagon on Friday morning, 2007 at Burning Mound. Our final story features a conversation with a guy who goes by the playa name Tiptoe. Let's listen. So, we're sitting here in front of Tumbleweed's Chuck Wagon again. It's uh, 8.33 in the morning. I'm Scott Newman Swander, 
and this is my third year. Kind of a confusing year. How so? Um, I wrecked my car. Here? No. Okay, on the way up? No. Uh, oh, before? Be- yeah, okay. and I had to get a ride out here. And I'm as unprepared as I've ever been, but I had to get here. You were driven. Yeah. Okay. So now you're here. Yeah. And that's a good thing. Look at that side. You're just like, you're smiling. You're here. You're so happy. You all right? Do you want me to turn this off? Okay. Um... Looking for my best friend. Can't find her. You know when 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 I talk to people about the playa, people that have never been here, they really don't get it. You want some breakfast? Yeah, I know. And they. If you had an opportunity to impress upon somebody what to get about Burning Man, what could you share with them? That, um, number one, you really got to want to be here because this isn't an easy place to be at all. I mean, it can be, but I mean, it's not. You know, like the windstorm yesterday. You know, and there's like 20 of us on this bus complete wide out can't drive you know we had to just park and we're bringing people on the bus because they got nowhere else to go you know they're stuck out in the middle of the city and that sense of community drink I have nothing to drink and the camaraderie what about the community? It's just wonderful. I mean, it, I've never been anywhere in my life where people are so giving and selfless and love, basically. You know, I mean, I keep remembering back to the very first time I came here. And I got here like in the middle of the night and came around that big bend and all of a sudden in the middle of nothing there's something. This community of, you know, 38, 40,000 people rising up out of the desert like a phoenix, you know. And the lights and I'll never forget it because, you know, I'm driving in, I'm crying, and I'm laughing, and I'm reading the little Burma shave style messages as you come in. Uh Uh-huh, the signs. And that magic still is with me. There's nowhere else that I can get this magic. Anything else you would want to impress upon somebody about understanding Burning Man? 
It's all within you. It's within you, and and, and you, you get what you give. And um, if you come out here and you're not giving and you're not open-minded, you can't have a good time. Are you having a good time? Um, right now I am. Do you really want to find your friend? I really want to find my friend. Yeah. I'm just feeling alone, and, yeah. and even though it's wonderful meeting you and and having uh, a hobo pie and having a hobo pie and just cruising around, it's I'd really like to see my friend. What's the most amazing thing you've experienced this year so far? Just being here. Just being here. Somehow, I mean, this is the last thing I should be doing. This is the last thing that makes sense for me right now. Because of what's Spending going on? Spending the money, you know, and getting here and everything else. and Not even knowing how I'm going to get home. But just being here. In case you are unable to find your friend, is there anything you want to go on record now for Burncast to share a message with her? Love you very much. You're a very important part of my life. You know, there were there there were some tribulations between your other friends and me and I just hope that you're here and you're safe and you're having a good time I hope you find this your friend thank you thank you very much You have been listening to Burncast, a podcast spreading the flames about the art, culture, and community of Burning Man. Visit us on the web at burncast.tv. To contact us or to leave a message for Hollis to be used in the next episode, please call 775-363-5861 or send us an email at burncast at gmail.com. Music in today's show is from Pleasure Sean, available at PleasureSean.com, as well as Daniel Berkman, available at Magnatune.com. A very special thanks to Lecter of NoSpectators.com for hosting these podcasts. thing you want to say before we wrap this up? Everybody should clean up their moops. Yeah, moops are important. Thank you.